And welcome to another edition of Wrestling POV. I am your host, Tony Diaz, along with the third wheel, Rick's around the third. Hey, people. And of course, our intern, Miguel Cole. Hello. How's everybody doing? So Iceman Jojo is not with us tonight. He is out fishing. He's doing yeah. a tournament thing. <laughs> Which is fun. tournament, Joe. That's right. Catch, catch the big one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that how they say it with fishing? I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm not. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, good luck either way, though. So, you know, he asked for uh, to get today off so that way he can enjoy his fishing tournament. It's a big deal for him, I guess. So, hence the name why we call him Iceman anyways. <laughs> he does a lot of the ice fishing. So, all right. So, now, we got lots to talk about. We got the yes. pay-per-view coming up this weekend. Uh, Money in the Bank. We got some pretty good rumors. We got some news, I'm sure. So, uh, let's go with that. Take it away. All right, here we go. We're going to start the show off like we usually do with some birthdays. We only got two this week. Usually we got about really? six. Yeah, I know. It's weird. The creator of the Hall of Pain, Mark Henry, sexual chocolate himself, turns 45 years old. Wow. For- 45? 45. Oh, my age. Nice. I thought he was older. I, I, I did, too, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I know and, that's bad, but... Yeah. <laughs> And then we have the youngster Bailey turns 27 years old. You know what? I thought she was younger than that. I thought so too. Holy cow. Wow. Uh, All right. Well, hey. Well, happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into the news. Nikki Bella is to retire her finisher. Oh, did you? <laughs> you had me there. I'm like, what? She's done? Oh, shoot. She's going to retire the rack attack when she returns. She says that's what led to her neck injury. Mm. Uh, she's currently looking for new ideas of set to send it into her, her Twitter. So you have any ideas for uh, Nikki Bella's new finisher? I could send it to her. Yeah, She can yeah. do my old move. What was your old move? It was I really didn't have a name for it, but uh, it's similar to Brock Lesnar's move. Uh-huh. But instead of pushing the guy forward, I always push the guy backwards and then hold him into like a stunner all the way down. It's a badass move. All right, there you go. You heard him. <laughs> but they, they called it at, in one promotion uh, I used to wrestle for. Actually, it was the same one, the same promotion Luke Harper wrestled for, too. Um, they, uh, the announcers there called it the H Crusher. So <laughs> I don't know why. I don't even know what the H is from. But anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> um, Jeff Hardy wants one last WWE WrestleMania match. In hell, in a cell, he says he knows he's getting close to the end. He can feel it in his body is telling him that it's over. He would love to end it with a WrestleMania, and that he's always wanted to headline a mania. Really? Yeah. 
it, it didn't say against who? No, he just said he wanted... <laughs> First of all, I thought Jeff Hardy's never fought in Hell in a Cell. I don't think so. That, that, I, I guess think... that's why he wants to do it. Probably, but yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, plus, think about it, too. He probably saw um, Shane McMahon <laughs> doing yeah. it. He's like, you know what? I got to top that. So, <laughs> But knowing Jeff, I'm sure he would, too. Oh, absolutely. You know, he's that he... crazy. He's that crazy. He has to pass the drug test first. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, man. Well, Adam Rose Uh-oh. is not being charged by prosecutors in the domestic violence case. Uh, charges were dropped after Rose proved he was getting professional help and a plea to the judge from his wife. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... Um, so looks all, like all the charges are being dropped? Everything's being dropped. Oh, nice. Um, his oh. wife was saying she pleaded to the judge. Listen, he didn't hurt me. It was just a misunderstanding. So um, yeah. I guess good for them. But yeah, yeah. I mean, they got the uh, they got a disabled son, right? Yes. Uh, a special uh, needs child. Yeah. And uh, so that's that's good. At least for that, for the kid, you know, for yeah. the child. So you know, hopefully he starts doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, speaking of domestic abuse, just just in. Uh, Jerry Lawler, 66 years old, and his fiance Lauren McBride, 27 years old, were both arrested on domestic violence charges. Um, we're getting two different stories. Uh, apparently, her side of it is Jerry pushed her against a counter, hit her in the head, pushed her against a stove, and put a gun on the counter and told her to kill herself. Yeah, that's Jerry said that to her. That, yeah. Yeah. And now his thing is uh, right about where she has been that night. Yeah. She scratched him in the face, threw a candle at him, and kicked him to the groin, and she was threatening to kill herself. Right. Um. So both were arrested because they were unable to determine who started. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and uh, Lawler actually made a comment uh, a little while ago. Oh, um, he says, when she drinks, we get into a little bit of a shouting match. No, a little bit of a shouting match is, Tony, that's crazy. <laughs> a little bit of a shouting match is not pulling out a gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a little insane. <laughs> and then he says, well, when the she drinks, they get in a shouting match, and then she wants to leave. And uh, he's like, he's not going to let her leave in those conditions because he doesn't want her to drink and drive. Yeah, well, you know what? Um, there's There's two sides to every story. Yeah. Jerry could be telling the truth, but then again, you got to look at it this way. That's a thirty-year difference yeah. in in that relationship, right there. Forty. Is it forty? Thirty-nine. Yeah. Thirty. Thirty. Oh, wow. But yeah, you, that's I, you know, to me, it's like hey, to each his own. Yeah. But I mean, come on, you know, somebody that's twenty-seven, they don't have. She don't have kids, does she? I didn't even look into her. I, let's just assume she doesn't have kids. What do you think she's gonna do? She's going to party yeah. all the time, man. You know, I mean, it's, you know, Jerry's not going to hang and party like that, you know? No, absolutely not. I'm not saying that he couldn't, but at the same time, it's, <laughs> it's you're 66, man. But you he know? has the face of a 27-year-old. He does. He does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> all that surgery. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Botox. <laughs> WWE has suspended Jerry Lawler indefinitely. Mm. So wow. that's a big, big blow to so, WWE. You think so? I Just mean, because for SmackDown, at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that could mean that they're going to bring Corey Graves up sooner than later. Absolutely, yep. Unfortunate. Yeah, I heard about that this morning. I was just like, it was just plastered all over Facebook. I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> that's sad. To me, that's sad. Yeah. So, all right. Keep your hands to yourself, people. Exactly. Jeez. So, all right, that's all you got? 
Yes, sir. Alrighty, on to rumors. All right, this one's been going around for a while. Um, I don't know if that, I don't have anything extra to tell about it, but what I have here, which is uh, it's about the the club getting a new member. Uh, nothing's really been confirmed though as of yet. Uh, Gallus was asked about that, and the wow. only thing that he said was that's club business. So, you know, so we'll see the next few weeks leading into the live SmackDown and the draft. You know, so it, you know, it should be interesting. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I, I, there's nothing, you know, I would love to know who, but, um, you know, it's it, depending on who it is, I guess, you know. I don't I don't want to see no yeah. no veterans on that, on the club. Yeah, no. I really don't. I want to see people like Finn Balor, maybe uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, Austin Aries, maybe, or bring those guys up from uh, Ring of Honor. Bring them up, sign them, yeah. man. You know, it's, it's one of them is Ming's son. Yeah. I, yes, uh, Tonga something. I think I don't remember. I gotta look it up. But this dude looks like a beast. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. WWE's falling, dropping the ball on it, man. This this may seem weird. I could see Neville doing something with them. Okay. I, it just seems like I see him with the the shirt. I see him wearing the, <laughs> and I, I just see it him would be unexpected. Yes, it would be unexpected. So, but uh, we'll see. We got a few more weeks till the uh, the the raw. I mean, they never really announced anything about a draft, did they? Not yet. Oh wow. Well, well, I guess we'll see. We'll see. So now another rumor going around. Speaking of the draft, is that um, the WWE is planning on doing two pay per views a month. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they want to split it, uh, one for SmackDown and one for Raw. And uh, except for the big four, which is WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, and the Royal Rumbles, which will have both brands. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm Like, one part of me is happy about it. Uh-huh. The other part of me is not. We're going to be working hard. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Shoot, an extra pay. Oh, my God. And then on top of that, the NXT. So that's almost a full month of pay-per-views. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow, that's, that's, it's going to be interesting. I know that for a fact. It's like I said, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm kind of glad because it only shows that SmackDown is going to be its own brand. So, But we'll see. Um, oh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. And then we'll talk about it in depth as it gets closer to it. Yeah. All right, so now straight up to the injury report. Um, Tyson Kidd. Is out indefinitely, and uh, is more likely from the uh, he will retire because of the injury, wow. and uh, they're saying it's more severe than what it uh, it intentionally was. So it don't look good for Tyson, and it looks like he's gonna have to retire. So feel that sorry sucks. for that. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks real bad. So can he do commentary or manager? That's, or that's what I was stuff? thinking. But um, if you watch Total Divas, I think all he wants to do is wrestle. He doesn't. I don't think he would be interested in any of that. But uh, you know what? You got to pay the bills, brother. And if they're yeah. gonna offer you a a deal like that, and you're still getting paid, you're still gonna be on TV. You might as well take it. You, you know, know, they could even do a thing where they put him in the heart dungeon and have him like training yeah. a guy. And to bring him up. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, they, they can. I'm pretty sure they can find something for him to do. And uh, I think commentary yeah. would be probably best for him. Or maybe as a trainer. I don't know. Maybe. Or, or you know what? Manage. <laughs> you know? Yeah. WWE has lack of managers anyway. So, so anyways, if anybody out there has any questions or comments, uh, submit them to our Facebook page at Wrestling POV. 
podcast and our Twitter at Wrestling POV and our Instagram at Wrestling POV1. We have Kenny Casanova on the line. He is waiting. And uh, But we're going to go on a commercial break. And when we come back, we'll have the interview with Kenny Casanova, the Prince of Passion. Kenny! <laughs> Calvary Contracting is locally owned family business that takes pride in working on a higher standard, specializing in kitchen and bathroom remodeling. Check us out before you plan your next home or office project. For more information about our services, log on to calvaryservice.com. You can also like us on Facebook at Calvary Contracting. Give us a call at 518-669-6583. That's 518-669-6583. How can we serve you? Hi, fans. This is Adrian Strait, and you're listening to POD Podcast. And we're back. All right. Last week, you heard me mention about... Kenny Casanova, he is a wrestling personality and an author of the book from uh, he helped uh, write with Kamala, uh, Kamala Speaks. It's a very good book. Um, he really helped Kamala out, and we do have him on the show. So, Kenny Casanova, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you having me on the show. No problem, no problems. Now, before we get into the book, let's um, let's go over your little history. Uh, you got quite the history in the, in the world of professional wrestling. You want to give us a little... Uh, uh, story background story on it. Okay, so I started back probably around ninety three, ninety four. Wow. Uh, what happened was is I found a uh, pro wrestling gym, which was far and few between at that point. Now they're everywhere. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> back then you had to really travel if you wanted to do it. It was about three and a half hours away from me, almost wow. four hours in Elmira, and we started driving out there uh, every weekend, and uh, we didn't probably didn't start getting on any shows or anything like that until they really thought they could, uh, you know, get something good out of us. These days, anybody jumps in the ring and they pretty much, you know, anything goes uh, when they're starting. People get weeded out, but back then you had to kind of work for it. I think uh, some of the people are working for the same people that we were with, the Bob Bailey at USWA. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we had uh, Tom Brandy. Uh, we had Steve Carino. He was bringing in back then Bam Bam Bigelow a lot. Yep. Uh, he brought in names like uh, Supervised Snooker and Virgil and just some, some of the guys that um, were kind of in the twilights of their career. And uh, we got to work a lot of shows with them, the Bushwhackers, Rikishi, a bunch of different people. And um, that's kind of how I learned a lot of stuff, being a more of a wrestling personality. I was uh, a manager quite a bit, and I was also a ring announcer and uh, commentator. So I did a lot of stuff like that. And... Uh, I got to pick the brains of like Bam Bam Bigelow and he ran a bunch of different spots over with me and Tom Brandy showed me a lot of stuff as well as learning from uh, a guy named T.C. Reynolds who used to team with a guy named Preston Steele so I learned from yep. a bunch of different people from all around oh, yeah. and uh, then I started doing the Northeast area and uh, we moved it over here and uh, when did I start working with Tony Militia? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was uh, towards the end of New Breed Wrestling. Okay, so you didn't—he didn't come into USWA, really, did he? No, yes, he was. Well, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, with so, uh, Bam Bam and T.C. Reynolds and all them guys. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So when we did New Breed, uh, for the audience listening, um, what happened was is that I threw my hat in promoting uh, myself and another guy named Danger, and then yep. a bunch of us from this area that just started going over to that Elmira gym and working yep. some for him but he was a little bit cheesy he was kind of like a car salesman yeah. <laughs> and uh, he, he didn't pay very well he didn't listen to ideas very well so we wanted to start our own thing around uh, 
upstate New York, Albany, and uh, from what I understand, the first wrestling promotion, New Breed, was in probably something like 15 to 20 years in yep. this area. Yep. Amsterdam and, uh, High School. Or the middle school. Shows, bringing in King Kong Bundy, bringing in Iron Mike Sharp, bringing in whoever yeah. we could get. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think we got a little bit put on the map when we had a, a problem. The ring broke. Yep. Were you on that show? When yes, the yes, I was. The Reverse Battle Royal. <laughs> yeah, we had a we had a battle royal coming up. That was a big main event. Yep. And and I tell you that that uh, Reverse Battle Royal, I got slapped in the side of the head with the uh, ironing board by Tony DeVito. Oh wow! From the Baldies. Now wait, how did? Yeah. Um, but well, so just to give that back that up and give. How does a reverse yeah. battle royal work? Rick wants to know how a reverse battle royal works. Yeah, okay, I'll tell you. That's what I was going to say. He had a guy named Primo Canera III, who eventually became Big Guido in ECW. Real mm-hmm. big dude. Yep. Um, he sort of looked like a massive Razor Ramon, kind of. Yeah. He was wrestling King Kong Bundy, and, you know, we were still kind of new at it. We built our own ring from scratch, looking at, like, whatever we could find. Mm-hmm. And, uh... <laughs> The ring broke in the second to the last match of the night, which was supposed to be the big battle royal to crown the Newbury champion, uh, number one contender for it, or something like that, I forget. Yeah. So, everything was going crazy, and this was right when the hardcore, ECW, all that was popular, the late 90s and all, and um, we had to come up with an idea. Now, what are we going to do? We have to have the battle royal, but the ring just collapsed. <laughs> these two guys, Bundy did like an avalanche or he did a big splash in the middle of the ring just came out. Yeah. So I ran out there being a bit of a promoter behind the scenes, and I was supposed to be a heel manager, and I said I just talked to, and I just made up a name. We called him Commissioner Orvin Bennett. It was nothing. It was something fake. Uh, actually, Orvin Bennett was a guy that, he was a homeless uh, guy with mental disabilities. He used to come to my gas station. And I said he, uh, he told me that we were going to have a reverse battle royal. So the first person in to the ring would then be the winner. So people kept trying to get in the ring and everybody would pull them out from climbing inside the ring. <laughs> awesome, awesome. <laughs> and it wasn't planned, but it was actually really cool, but it just became a huge, uh, anything goes like hardcore match around the outside yeah. of a destroyed ring. Yep. And then eventually people were getting beat up. I remember they picked up this guy, playing the Dan Scrody, and whipped him and split his head open. And, and actually, actually he like hurt his neck and Actually, that was that was also the show that, uh, like I said earlier, when I got hit in the head by uh, Tony DeVito, I went yeah. flying over the the railing and I broke somebody's nose. Uh, that was sitting. Remember that, Ken? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the thing of it is, the guy loved the show that much. He didn't like try to pursue like a, a lawsuit or he didn't call the cops or nothing. You know, he was really well, cool with what, it. I think what really happened was he looked in the mirror and he considered it was an improvement. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. But, uh, yeah, that we was a fun time. That sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was, it was, that was some fun times. We were, we were really hot back then. New Breed Wrestling yeah, yeah, loved it. Well, we were the first ones in the area, too, so there wasn't much else going on. So, yeah. um, I think we had little of any competition yeah, that's true. That's true. So now you you stepped your foot into the ring as a manager for a lot of uh, WWE legends, also. Yeah. So uh, who did I manage? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and uh, just tell us who uh, you managed. Let's see. I mean, I did a lot with Bundy real early on. I did uh, Nikolai Volkov mm-hmm. a bunch with. Um, 
let me think here. Uh, uh, did a lot with Tom Brandy. Yep. He actually, to some degree, helped train me. But he was the name kind of that was on all the first early shows that I worked. Yep. Um, giving me like teaching me all these comedy spots and Memphis spots that I wasn't familiar with. YouTube wasn't really around back then, so mm-hmm. we couldn't look up stuff easily. You had to buy a tape if you wanted to know what was going on in Memphis, you know, 10 years uh, before that. So yeah. he helped me out quite a bit. Uh, managed him a lot. Um, other people that I worked with, geez, I managed all kinds of people. Basically, being the heel quite often, I managed on the opposite side of the ring. So, I mean, I, I worked with people like Tito Santana and the Bushwhackers, mm-hmm. Sergeant Slaughter, and the Ray Apollo doink. I even worked a lot with Kamala, yeah. um, and, uh, which would be a bridge to the next topic. But uh, I did actually managed opposite him as Kenny Casanova, and I also uh, was kimchi for him on a number of occasions as well. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of different people. I managed people would know now at Luke Harper quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, Brody wow. Lee back then. Brody Lee, yeah. Uh, Damian Sandow uh, quite a bit. Uh Beyond that, uh, some people know that maybe people would know. Those are two big ones, though, anyhow. Yeah. Um, you know, I did a lot of stuff with ECW people, Sabu and Sandman and Rhino and uh, uh, yeah. Dreamer, people like that. Yeah, I um, actually uh, I actually wrestled uh, Luke Harper before he even had the beard and the hair. Yeah. <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah. He was, yeah, he I was. I uh, wear my clothes. I used to stay here with this <laughs> temp jacket on. And he really didn't have his look yet, but once he yeah. started to develop his look, um, then that whole thing changed, and I think originally, a funny thing about his character is Luke Harper, uh, he became a truck driver, it's more of a trucker than it is yeah. a Everglades skater hunter, or whatever <laughs> yeah. exactly. From New Orleans. Yeah, it was the same look though, it was the same kind of thing, he wore right. the, the, the jeans and the, uh, the same kind of top and all, maybe a flannel. Yep. So... Okay, so now, um, now that's that's your uh, pinnacle of your uh, wrestling career, and then now you went on to become an author. Um, tell me, you started with Kamala, and uh, and Kamala speaks. Now, tell me, what made you get into that? Um, what made you decide to help Kamala? That's actually a funny story. Um, I was about to put out a sci-fi novel. I wrote a time travel book, kind of like a Back to the Future type thing, uh-huh. and. I was conditioning it, getting it ready to go, and when I was doing that, I learned a lot about self-publishing. I started doing some research and figuring out what's the best way to, to sell it on your own. I tried to actually sell it to some publishers, but I wasn't really a name enough that anybody um, in the sci-fi mainstream uh, audience would, would be interested in. They didn't know who I was any more than any independent random comic book type guy or anything like that. Right. So, um, pretty competitive. And someone mentioned to me along the way, you should think nonfiction. I think it was a, an agent that I was talking to. You should try to get into nonfiction because the nonfiction world tends to be more embracing to newer guys that might want to ghostwrite or whatever um, because you can attach your name to somebody else. Now, when I say ghostwrite, okay. that is, uh, you know, if somebody put, if Bill Cosby put his book out, he didn't actually write it. Somebody else sat and interviewed him, you know, for a number of months and then got all of his information Okay. Um, you know, between drinks or whatever. Right. So, so anyhow, um, I I contacted uh, Kamala. What had happened was I was looking online and I I had seen geez, I worked with this guy. He just lost both legs with diabetes. I yeah. That's horrible. Oh yeah. And I and I thought that in itself could be the answer to 
him uh, offsetting his own medical costs, his whole problem was is he could no longer wrestle, and he could also no longer drive a truck, which was his, was his other supplemental income, right. um, without a leg. So I said, what if you actually told the story in a book form? I mean, it won't be a career, but you could put the book out, and it would help for a while make some sales. Right. And he said, well, Kenny, I don't know. A lot of people have uh, approached me about writing a book, but I just don't know. Uh, maybe... <laughs> Maybe uh, maybe call up my friend and if you get his blessing, maybe I maybe I'll do it. I don't know. <laughs> call him up. He's a good character judge. <laughs> so he had me call Coco Beware. Oh, okay. <laughs> so then I had to start romancing Coco Beware. So I call him up and say, "Hey, Coco, this is Kenny." And he maybe did a show with me before or something. And right. He, he used to remember me, and he said, "Well, Kenny, well, I want to tell you, if you think you can help James, I want you to picture James being like your mother." <laughs> you wanna, you wanna help out James? I don't want you to try to screw him over. I don't want you to take any money, nothing like that. So, I agreed, and uh, I talked to James for, you know, for probably six, seven months, oh, wow. and, and I got everything out of him I could. It was so hard because the guy talks really super slow. One of the reasons why he had Kimchi and he had Harvey Whippleman and he had all these other people manage him um, was he's not a great talker. Right. I mean, he's sort of sounds like he sort of has Forrest Gump's cadence and he's pretty much just like you know a, a grown up farm boy he's not all that bright he has a uh, self admittedly he's got an 8th uh, an grade diploma and that's about it oh wow and uh, yeah so it was tough so his, his um, a lot of his stories the way that I had to write them was I called up other wrestlers and said hey give me Kamala's story give me a Kamala's story and they would they loved Kamala because he was um, always a real gentle soul. He never caused any fights. He wasn't really into drugs or anything. He never got himself into problems or trouble. So everyone jumped forward to help him. They, and they felt horrible, too, about you know him losing both legs. So mm. I got great stories. I mean, Mick Foley said, I'll write the preface. And Jim Ross said, I'll write the preface. And Chavo Guerrero Sr. and, uh, uh, dude, even the ICP. Uh, really? Same concept. Uh, yeah, I, Insane Compassy, the one guy uh, with blonde hair. Now, yeah, Violent J. Violent J. So then I ended up having like six uh, forwards for the book. So I'm like, geez, what do, which one are we going to take the forward? <laughs> so we made like Jim Ross's the forward. We made Mick Foley's the backward. We put it in the back of the book and we added all the other ones along with Coco Beware. And then we had all this other stuff. So like the book is something like 400 pages if you get it online mm. it's uh, $9.99 Amazon for the ebook but, um, we started a Kickstarter though long before the ebook came out so we could actually print them oh, wow. and we uh, everybody came forward we instantly um, got Steve uh, Steve Austin uh, his support he, he plugged the Kickstarter on his podcast and within a couple of days we raised 17 grand which was more than enough to print the book in in, uh, you know, uh, um, what's it called? trade paperback format. Right. Uh, 350 pages or so. Uh, Jim Cornette threw us a bunch of um, real old pictures of Kamala wrestling in Mississippi and, and Memphis area and all. Um, stuff that no one had ever seen before. And mm. it's a real cool product. Just before we put it out, Kamala almost died. This was November of not this past year, but the year before that. A very bad really? stomach infection. Wow. Yeah, it was real bad, and uh, uh, 
quickly pushed the book out because I really wanted to get into his hands. He had worked on it for almost a year with me. And we did it. We got it into his hands. And, man, I don't know. I, don't, I can't say it saved his life, but his wife almost does and says it really gave him something to look forward to in the hospital when he was in and out of almost a coma. He went he went asleep for two weeks and didn't come out of it almost. Wow. You know, but he had that book and eventually came out. You know, he would even cried on the phone to me saying, I don't know if I'm going to make it, Kenny, but I wanted to thank you. Now, that's been a year and he's, he's you know, he's still kicking. He's doing fine, man. And yeah. uh, um, a, a cool guy from, named Scott King from uh, Bleacher, the Bleacher Report. Yep. He, right after we put the book out, he uh, he said, let me, uh, let me put on the Bleacher Report up a GoFundMe for you. And he helped raise about 30 grand. And wow. we raised about 30 grand. So Kamala walked with almost 50, 60 grand after all expenses, being able to pay off all kinds of old tax problems and stuff that, you know, uh, property issues that he was having is all clean now. And he's really good. Nice. Uh, Apple sent him, a, sent him a pair of Dr. Dre beats and an iPad to use <laughs> for, uh, for when he's in uh, uh, dialysis. Right. Um, you know, so. Uh, he's doing all right, and I just talked to him the other day, and everything's pretty good. The book slowed down a little bit now because it's been a couple of years old, so lots of people got it already. We've moved uh, close to 2,000 books. Wow. And uh, he, he autographs them and makes a little bit extra money off of them, too. Yeah. So everything's going pretty well. I'm not going to keep talking. I can talk forever. This. I know it's supposed to be an interview, so I'll let you ask some more questions. Right. But yeah. I, I can go around it because I think I'm all right. right. Rick's got a question yeah. for you. Yeah, Kenny, you mentioned earlier that you managed a lot of men. Um. Who was the most difficult wrestler you've ever managed? That I've ever managed? Yes. Let's see. Most difficult in what aspect? Uh, As in, like, working with. You, you know, probably probably like more or less like, uh, I mean, you know how it is in the business where, you know, when they, you know, when we got to call a spot here and there. And, you know, basically he's like saying, like, what, which one uh, did you manage was more or less like, you know what, you're the manager, you stay over towards that pole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, let me see. The easiest to work with was probably Superfly Snooker. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, he um, he didn't care what was going on, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> he couldn't do much with them, but he said, Superfly, let's do this. Said, All right, brother. Yeah, that'd be about it. That was it, yeah. Uh, the most difficult would probably be people that had a little bit of an ego, maybe. Yeah. Um, I wanted to kind of get in, kind of get out, more of a superstar, some fresh off the TV. Right. I would say with me, he was all that bad. But um, uh, who was the one guy in the in the Baldies? Uh, uh, not Tony DeVito, but the other one. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Um, uh, the, uh, the black dude, right? Skull, skull, something, right? Yeah, so he was tough. Right. Because he he was he I don't know he kind of had the bitter veteran thing. He was a little tough to work with, but he was more tough to the guy that he was wrestling. He was more particular. Right. Um, I can't say that I've had anyone be real, real tough with me, you know, or mm. real, real rough um, that I can think of off of hand. Uh, I had some car rides that weren't so great where they wanted to kind of push you around and make you a bit of a wacky. Brutus <laughs> uh, Beefcake did that a little bit. One time I, I was in a car with him and Raven. Okay. And uh, I thought it was going to be a funny trip, and it was really funny to hear Beef, Beefcake and Raven just be a fly on the wall because they didn't know each other that well. Really? <laughs> you know, so he started bragging about all the girls he had slept with, having threesomes, and him calling up wow. Logan. It's just crazy stuff. 
that, you know, but then he would want me to get out of the car and go get him a cheeseburger or something. You know what I mean? Just to <laughs> so, wow. Uh, maybe, maybe Beefcake, although Beefcake is pretty cool. He, just, he was a little weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so yeah, now. I could give you some more dirt than that. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I, I I remember Bundy in the, the New Breed shows, and he was a ball buster though. And he always he always liked to bust your balls. Yeah, I you tried know? to. The thing is, is you know, I was so kind of new. I, for New Breed, I was probably three or four years in at most. Yeah. And uh, I remember once coming up to Bundy, and I tried to get his autograph for a kid, and he was a little dismissive toward me. So I was I was overly pushy and annoying on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> so so he like knocked me over and started throwing like the bombs like the UFC punches on me in front of all these people but he didn't sniff me that's the thing it looked like he killed me this is on a Michael Bryan show the one that you got powerbombed by Sid yeah. do you remember that yeah 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 I, me- yeah, I messed with him there oh, for something I don't remember exactly it was something to do with getting the kid an autograph he was dismissive so I was busting his chops and backstage he just kind of like threw me down and started beating the hell out of me but Oh yeah, I'm surprised you remember the me getting power bombed by Sid. That was well, something. I more, I more remember me getting power bombed, rolling out dead. Oh my god, yeah, that's right. You were the first one. That's yeah, right. You got, it, you got it next. Yeah, and then I got it afterwards. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. But that was probably the <laughs> best power bomb I've ever taken. It was from yeah. Sid Vicious. You know, that was awesome. Yeah. That was. Yeah. Hey, All right. Kenny, who? Who on the current roster would you say you could elevate as the manager? If I was the manager? Yeah. yeah I like, like the manager. Who do I think I could do something more with? Yeah. Yes. I, think, I think Zach Ryder should have a manager. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because, I, I don't know, I just think that if they package him with somebody else or something like that, maybe they do more with him. Uh, he, he's got enough catchphrases and little things on his own. I think that uh, if they made him a heel and put him with someone else. Oh, okay. There'd be something cool that they could they could do. Um, let's. Uh, who else would be good? Let me think. Are you are you talking like the new the new era guys or like the guys that have been around a bit? Uh, I would say let's go with new era. Let's see what what, what you could do with them. If I if I were able to come in, it's not going to happen. But <laughs> I would do more of the comedy. Bobby Heenan, you know, you're sort of serious with him, but he's still fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not not quite like a Paul Heyman who's totally serious, not really yep. funny at all. I'd go more for the Bobby Heenan route and I probably would want a stable that would have uh, Kevin Owens in it. Uh, I could picture doing stuff with him pretty well. Maybe like Sheamus or someone big like that too. Oh, if you go. want like your big guy that can protect you. No, no. Um, and, and some kind of high flying guy. Someone um, you know, I don't know. Maybe one, maybe like a lucha kind of guy. Yeah, Neville. Like, um, Neville. Yeah, yeah. Probably there you like go. A, a heel Neville would be cool. Yeah, yeah that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Now you yeah. know it's funny because on uh, on a podcast I did uh, a few episodes ago, I mentioned about how the the WWE now has a lack of managers. 
Now, being that that is your expertise, now, don't you think that the WWE needs to start having these managers just because, you know, maybe it'll help elevate some of these wrestlers now? You know, especially the new schooler guys. You know, you got Roman Reigns who can't cut a promo. <laughs> so if he had a manager, do you think that would have helped him out better, you know? Totally. In fact, him in particular, if he had a manager, perfect. Yeah. He's too, he's too wooden on the mic. When I say wooden is an acting term, he's very Yes, not really believable. Scenes rehearsed. Yeah. If he even if like if Paul Heyman managed him, that would be pretty cool. If you had like the meme guy kind of meme manager or something like a Paul Ellering or someone. And that almost um, happened. <laughs> from what I heard. Yeah. Almost happened. Oh, really? Yeah. They were thinking of doing that? Yeah. With Paul Heyman, yeah. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, certainly though, I, I always I came from the old school. I really liked the one guy that you could hate that did all the talking yep. and did all the hiding, you know, behind the, the, the brawn and had little stables and rosters and it just isn't that anymore. So that's definitely something that's missing that I'd like to see. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Would I like to do it personally? Maybe 10 years ago? Probably not now. <laughs> From what I understand, pay's not really there and the days throughout the, you know, it's, it's a rough schedule. That's why some people are asking for the release now, Stardust and uh, Wade Barrett and all those guys are just bailing because it's too many days, not enough pay, and they're not being listened to, really. Right. Their ideas. They yeah. want to be somewhat creative, so... Yeah, that's that is true though, but unfortunate. Now, now you're working on another project. Uh, you're working on doing another book with uh, Vader. You want to tell us yeah. about that? Uh, uh, we own VaderTime.com. Oh. Um, if you go to it, you'll just see that there's a project that's being worked on, but actually, it's done. It's totally finished. Here's what happened. We finished it probably three or four months ago. I had a pretty good draft of it. And then the Hall of Fame induction came up for Hanson with Vader. And he had let his contract, his Legends contract, expire because we were going to put the book out on our own as an independent release. Um, which is always good to do because you can write whatever you want in it. You don't have, you know, Vince Big Brother you know, over your shoulders, saying yeah. you can't do this, you can't do that. So we were pretty much all set to go, and then he went and did that. Um, by the way, you might have seen it. Have you, did you see the Hall of Fame induction with Vader? Yeah. Did, did you see the, the eyeglasses thing that he wore with the one eye falling out of it because Hanson knocked his eye out of yeah. the Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I bought that, like, a few days before and overnighted it to him <laughs> on eBay. Really? And I had, I had to convince him, like, I, because Vader's a tough guy. I'm like, look, the way that you're going to get over with those guys, you got to do something that's totally different. Do some comedy, and that you know that's totally me because I'm such a ball. <laughs> I convinced him to do it. He brought him. He pulled one of the eyes off, and he did it. And I think it was one of the most memorable parts of the of the Hall of Fame this year. <laughs> and, uh, anyhow, they they talked him backstage. They loved it, and they said, "Look, man, we need you to sign that Legends contract." So he said, "Well." All right, I'll talk to the guy I write the book with and we'll see what we can figure out. And somehow, I don't know exactly how, but I convinced him to talk WWE into letting him sign a Legends deal where we still had rights to the book. So they, so WWE wouldn't have their hands on it. So he signed the Legend, uh, a special made Legends contract that gives us the right to write the book still on our own. But they said at the same time, it sounds really good, we might want to buy it. Oh. So it may be that WWE will buy the book now from us, and I don't have to distribute it, which is a, which is actually a pro. Right. Um, and it'll it rather than us making a bigger chunk of it and only s selling two, three, maybe four, five thousand copies, WWE will pay us less per copy, 
but they'll sell a whole hell of a lot more internationally and will probably make the same money if not more. Right. So for the past three months, I've been re- I've been a real word craft, and I've managed to keep all the stories in, but I just had to kind of uh, clean it. So instead of 158 uses of, I can't swear on this probably, right? I think we're clean. Uh, yeah, we're clean. Okay. Instead of 158 uses of the F word, we now have 38. Okay. <laughs> instead of, I think it was 100 and, 170 of the SH word, we now have 60. Okay. So I cleaned a whole lot of stuff out of there. They wanted all ages book, and I think we can do it. And it's, it's clean. There's still some like um, pretty adult stuff in there, but cleaned up in such a manner that it would be okay their audience, I think. So, uh, in about a week or so, we're going to take that and we're going to market it to them and it might become a WWE book. Oh, nice. If not, it'll come, out, it'll come out under our own label and uh, it'll probably have 158 F-words in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, if, if uh, everything comes together, when is it going to be released? If it all comes together and WWE does it, it's probably still, either way, it's probably still six months, seven months out. Okay. It'll probably come out around if it was pushed fast, probably come out around Christmas. If not, maybe next summer. I don't know. Oh, but wow. But it wouldn't be much later than uh, than a year from now. Oh, okay. Now, uh, besides uh, working with Vader, do you have anything else uh, coming up? Or Well, during all of this, Hacksaw Jim Duggan contacted me, and he was super happy that I'd done everything for James with Kamala. Um, all the proceeds went to Kamala again. I didn't keep any of it. He thought that was pretty, you know... Um, pretty nice of me to do I guess and yep. he asked me if I could help him set up a comedy club tour because oh, nice. <laughs> he wanted to try stand up uh, like Mick Foley had been doing and I said yeah I think I could just do that because he really wanted to do something in Glens Falls but he wasn't in the area anymore he lives down in North Carolina so I said okay he's like he's like, yeah brother we'll, we'll see if you can get a couple other places maybe you can get uh, uh, you know Albany or Syracuse so we set up 10 dates up here and he did a stand up act all over the place and it did super well <laughs> so now he's not, now he's not only just doing wrestling appearance but he's doing little comedy clubs everywhere <laughs> and somehow I became Hacksaw Jim Duggan's agent for the comedy club <laughs> really <laughs> yeah so anybody wants to book him now he's like oh I'll call up Kenny Castle we'll set it up <laughs> so now I'm his agent and we revamped his website and um you can check out his comedy stuff on hacksawshow.com, nice. uh, which is really just a page on my website. It has a lot of my stuff on there, too, hacksawshow.com. Mm-hmm. But hacksawduggan.com has been relaunched, um, really pushing his 2 by 4 tour is what it's called. <laughs> uh, and he's encouraging fans to come see his show. It's about an hour long. It's super funny. I mean, if you like wrestling... He's got stories about Andre farting in an elevator and knocking out all these Japanese guys. <laughs> uh, just ridiculous, crazy crap of like Jake the Snake uh, riding around with him in the winter and then the, the snake being left in the trunk and freezing to the stiff as a board. And, oh, geez. oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, the show is really good, man. And uh, he's natural. I mean, if you've is seen he... him in promos, he's funny anyhow. Yeah. So he's got timing. He, works, he worked on punchlines and everything. And he always says, brother, it's not a... It's not a comedy show. I'm not a stand-up comedy uh, kind of guy telling uh, mother-in-law jokes. But really, if you go see it, I mean, he's as good as, like, you know, like Larry the Cable Guy or something like that. He's really funny. <laughs> so check it out if you can. Now, is he coming back up in, uh, towards Albany, the New York area? Yeah, he is. I don't know if the, I don't know 
comic, uh, the stand-up routine will be in the area again. I think it's going to be in New York City for their Comic-Con, which is October 7th, 8th, and 9th, maybe, in the, on the New York City Comic-Con. Okay. Uh, he's coming up for an autograph signing at Infinity Con. Okay. I don't want I don't want to quote the wrong date on that. So look up. Uh, that's Con in Jul- July. Yeah, that's in. I think July tenth. I could. I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, that sounds right. I was going to say ninth or tenth. Yeah. So yeah. He's going to be there along with Jerry the King Lawler, someone else. I don't know, <laughs> someone else. But um, <laughs> just dealing with. Uh, so booking him out, I got him on Infinity Con and stuff like that. And I was working with the Infinity Con guy to get a name for. They just had one in Albany. Uh, Albany Comic Con. Yeah. So now I'm becoming like this agent. I just find these wrestlers and help them get booked. And I don't think it's money, really. Right. Um, Duggan gives me a little bit for helping him with the comedy stuff because sometimes it's involved with contracts and stuff. But right. um, So I worked with Boogeyman the other day, and I sent Tony a little shot of that. Yeah, I saw. With Boogeyman. I saw. Yeah, that was <laughs> cool. I saw it, yeah. Now, yeah, he's nagging me. He, I wouldn't say he's nagging me. He's like, oh, brother, you're going to tell you're tell my story next. So who knows? I mean, the next guy might see the Boogeyman book. It'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, he gave us uh, the Boogeyman gave us uh, my the, the show a, a nice plug the other day. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, All right. yeah. So he's he's That'd pretty. He's a cool dude, man. He's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So looks like you got a lot on your plate. Thanks for uh, coming on to the show, Ken. Now, if you want to, here's your time to plug everything that you do because you are a world-renowned DJ. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's what kind of pulled me a little bit out of the wrestling. Yeah. Uh, I started doing um, people's weddings. Yeah, you actually, you, you did Tony Militia's wedding, too. <laughs> I, yeah, I did a guy like that. He, it was really weird, though. He had all this weird, strange Puerto Rican food that he gave the guy <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong. <laughs> no, actually, it was really good. Though. Uh, the food was awesome. I, you did I like really that good. Type of wedding better than the than the normal sit down with the regular just to. Right. You know, yeah. No, you. I, I tell you, I, you know, and and this is you know straight up that you the way you did my wedding it, it was it was perfect you did everything that I asked you to do you played exactly what I wanted you to play you didn't play the stuff we didn't want you to play um you know the way you you know you went everything you was just so coordinated it was I, I couldn't have asked for anything more you did a really good job because I that's what I started really getting into what happened was was on I slowed down doing some of the wrestling stuff. The wedding stuff pulled me out because, as you know, one of my gimmicks is the managers. I would sing karaoke. I would sing yeah. the themes, you know, of wrestlers to the ring, and it would it would suck. I'd sing Tom Jones and just cheesy stuff people hated. <laughs> that turned into people asking, "Hey, can you can you do a karaoke birthday party?" So then I picked up, uh, you know, sound guy from a wrestling show or whatever. Oh yeah, try to do that and all, and. Um, then I eventually became a DJ at a bar doing karaoke regular, and then, hey, can you do our wedding? So then I started learning <laughs> how to do that. Then I saw how much um, the demand for weddings were, and I, it, it paid way better than wrestling. Wrestling show, man, manager these days, lucky to get paid if, if anything, you know? Uh, lucky to get a piece of pizza sometimes. <laughs> these, these weddings, you know, you can make... Six hundred to a thousand dollars, depending on how long you're running. Yep. So I started doing them, and it pulled me out of the wrestling. And then to stay with it, I started doing other stuff like the agent stuff and the writing the books and all. Yeah. Um, but if you want to see my DJ stuff, you can go to the DJService.com. Check that out. 
Uh, if you just went to KennyCasanova.com, there's like three circles there. One is my DJ stuff, one is my author stuff, and one is my wrestling stuff. So that's a good way to go. If you just go to KennyCasanova.com, you're pretty fine. Pretty much find everything there. And I'm on Twitter and uh, Facebook, too. There you go. That's awesome. Kenny, love to have you on the show again. This was awesome. It was good catching up with you, brother. Yeah, you too, man. All right. Thanks, and uh, I'll be texting you later. All right. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> no more pictures. <laughs> that was gross. All right, so we're going to go on a commercial break. We'll be right back. In my point of view, pepperoni is better on pizza. Pepperoni? Everybody loves bacon. You got to have bacon on pizza. Being half Italian... You gotta have meatballs on a pizza. I don't really like pizza. You don't like pizza? I told you, you I have such a pizza. It's This works better when they're talking about wrestling. Wrestling POV Podcast. All right, and we're back. What an interview that was, huh? Yeah, this dude. <laughs> he's, a, he's a good friend of mine. We've been friends for a very long time, so. Uh, good for him, though. I mean, that's good things he's doing with Kamala and uh, yeah. now with Vader. And uh, who knows wh- who else he's going to have. You know, maybe we can push the boogeyman out to him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you can get a good uh, book going on him. So, all right. So now we're going to go over Raw Notes, uh, the happenings of Raw. So go ahead and take it uh, first, Rick. All right. So Raw opened up with a moment of silence for the tragedy in Orlando. Yep. And I just got to say, um, our thoughts and prayers go out to all those families on behalf of Wrestling POV Podcast. Um, yes. A senseless attack. Yeah, so just Very thoughts senseless. and prayers. I think WWE did this right because then they started off with the New Day, so to get everybody's spirits up. Yeah. And I, I yeah. like that. Um, but that promos, man. <laughs> I was like, all right, they're talking about no. Steph Curry sneakers. That was pretty funny. Was that, is that what it was? Because I, I, I didn't hear it in the beginning. But I remember them like really dogging him on his sneakers. I'm like, what is this obsession with coffee's uh, sneakers? Yeah. And that's what it was, Stephen Curry. Yep, he oh, has those old man looking sneakers. That they <laughs> <laughs> they trashed them. Yeah, I don't think that was a good move, especially the finals was happening. Exactly. So why would you do that? Because like, honestly. What the reason why I say that is because what popped in my head was oh crap the finals is on and I switched it real quick to see what you know what the score was and da da da. So me to me my 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 opinion is that they dropped the ball on that one. Don't don't do that. You don't do that, man. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, all right, this is a short promo. Mm -hmm. And then Enzo and Cast interrupt. (laughs) And uh, Cast was trying to get his jokes in, talking about uh, the Jerry Seinfeld sneakers. <laughs> and then uh, Cass says, "Go ahead." No, I was just gonna say it was just too much going on. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That was way too much going on, and and I wasn't a big fan of that that whole Fran- segment. Francesca too you know, was with yeah. Enzo. That yeah, I was like, wait a minute, what is going on here? And then all the the, the female toy yeah. uh, comments. This is eight o'clock. Do this <laughs> exactly, at ten o'clock. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And then I think the oh, man. That funniest was... part of like Frankie. Frankie? That Enzo called uh, Francesca Frankie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, then they're about to have a battle of words and the yeah. blood villains interrupt. And then they get interrupted by the club. Yeah. And Big Cass calls them soft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean... I mean, it, it's I, I did not like that segment at all. 
Late, I don't know. These last three weeks of Raw has been very, very poor. Yep. Very, very poor. So. And then we get a match. We get finally <laughs> the Wood Villains and the Club versus yep. Kofi and Big E and Big Cass and Enzo. Yep. And the match started during a commercial. <laughs> it's like every New Day match starts during the commercial, yeah. and as soon as they come back, we start with the Unicorn Stampede. Yeah, yeah, and I, do you, I, there's got to be something else going on with that. You know what I'm saying? There's something they had, something's got to happen between all that for them to. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. They gotta. Oh man, yeah. they gotta really step it up with that. And then this match, I mean, the match was I, okay. I thought it was a good match. It was. I the, it was. I mean, but it was to me. This was way too soon, especially because you know the Money in the Bank pay per view this Sunday. So why do all that? You know, I mean, if they did like one member of the Vaudevillains and one member of uh, the club, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. then as a, t- a regular tag, but each, you know, individual person from each uh, uh, team, that would have been okay, yeah. you know? But to me, it was like, it was just all that eight-man tag was just unnecessary to me, you yeah, know? It I was agree. a good match. It was a good match, but just wasn't a yeah. big fan of it. I mean, one thing I do, like, Kofi Kingston is stepping it up, man. He did this front flip over the turnbuckle to the outside. Yes. I, was like, I was very impressed yes. with that. Hell yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> exactly. So. Um, but Enzo always getting the beatings. I'm not liking. He's has yeah. not, had no offense at no. all. Um, I, yeah, just, I don't know. They're, they're trying to make, it looks like to me, that they're trying to make um, Cass look like a beast, like a monster. You know what I'm saying? So... I mean, do you rather see Big Cass take all the, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, rather I than mean, Enzo? But I the mean, New Day did something new. They made uh, Big E get a beating true. at one point. So, yeah, that is true. Yeah, mix it up a little bit. But I think because Vince is just so high up on Big Cass, I don't think he wants him to take a, a punch, you know, let alone the, you know, take a beating for quite a while. You know, it's, it's, it is what it is. You know, he just, he's not like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the match ends with the the club ends up hitting the magic killer on Kofi. The tag champs take yeah. the pin. Wait, what? The tag champs took the pin. Uh, Kofi got pinned. Oh, by I the, thought you meant <laughs> like that's a like the, <laughs> you called the club the tag champs. I'm like, what? They, uh, wait, that wasn't it. <laughs> so yeah, it was a good match, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, we got our little predictions later on. So. Yeah. Um. We got uh, Shane and Stephanie are backstage. <sighs> Uh, so stupid. Ridiculous. It was dumb. That was take, that was dumb. I'll take Raw. You yeah. take SmackDown. No, I'll take Raw. You take yeah. SmackDown. Or you know what? We'll both do Raw, but I'll do SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is going on? But <laughs> you did notice how they covered that up with Shane about going on vacation last week, right? Oh, yeah. So I yeah. did that. Slick. So. And then uh, Kane interrupts oh. and <laughs> <laughs> offers his services. I, that, <laughs> all righty, Kane. Way to go. <laughs> now did they forget the fact that Kane, you know, had like a uh, electrical thing on Shane's private area a long time ago? Well, Do you remember funny. that? Yeah, cuz uh <laughs> later on in the show they brought it up. Did they they yeah, did? And, yeah, towards the end of the show, uh Kane said to Shane after Shane said he's not going to get the job, he's like, "Does it have something to do with me electrocuting your testicles?" What? How did I <laughs> miss that? Really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Wow. 
But yeah, but that was another segment that was straight up useless. <laughs> there was no reason for it. No. Just to show Kane. And that's probably it. And yeah. and you know, we said it last week too that they were gonna probably bring somebody every Monday every until, you know, this whole brand split and I don't like where it's going. I don't like the direction of it. I really don't. So, but we'll see. They always have something up their sleeve, and uh, you know, I guess we got to bear with it. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have to like it, but I guess we have to bear with it. So later on, we had uh, Zack Ryder backstage laughing about Sheamus. Sheamus got mad, and they end up having a fight. Yeah, <laughs> and then you saw how um, Zack Ryder just took off. Like yeah. when he goes, look, Apollo Crews, and then he bounces. Like, what was, <laughs> that was pretty funny. Why? <laughs> You're making yourself look like a scaredy cat, man. He's, he's Zach Ryder. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> so, yeah, they end up having a match. Um, it was a squash match, in my opinion. You know, for a squash match, I didn't like it because Zach Ryder hit so many moves on Sheamus. That is true. That is true. But I was like, it was. I, he Sheamus still looked uh, came out looking like a beast. Oh yeah, you know what I'm oh, saying. I think you know they're they're really trying to build Sheamus up so that way it'll make it look like that. There's no way Apollo Cruz is going to beat him. Well, you know? Pro- Apollo Cruz did end up coming out and making the save for mm-hmm. Ryder. I guess. I mean, I, I thought it was good heat for Apollo and Sheamus. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's nothing big. I think. Yeah, I mean. uh Sheamus went over the railing, right? And then went out to yeah, the crowd yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. I think at that point right there, uh, Apollo Crews should have chased him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead of hanging out there. You should have just chased him. Dude, the dude pounded you a couple weeks ago. And then now you're just going to like just let him run off? He's like right in eye distance from you, dude. Freaking run after him, you know? Would have made it a little seem like a little bit more... You know, yeah. there's something to this match, you know, so... But, uh, yeah, Sheamus won. Zack Ryder nothing, again. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have another Shining Stars promo. Wow. Man. <laughs> I do, it's behind the green screen, too. You notice that, right? Yeah. <laughs> man, the, the, my peoples, I don't know what's going on. It's, it's not looking good for our it's people, not, It's not at all, man. I don't think anybody's going to want to go to Puerto Rico now. <laughs> You know, they're like, wait a minute, everything's done on the green screen. There's something they're not showing us. Oh, wow, they debuted it, what, one time? That was yeah. it. One time. Four weeks ago. Yeah. Jesus, man. Get with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Titus O'Neil is about to have a match. Oh, yeah. Yes. Show us why you deserve a U.S. title <laughs> match. Not only that, tell us, show us why you are the number one contender. Yeah. And- <laughs> Rusev says no. Nope, not today. He says Mashka. <laughs> and he puts him in the twice. You, yeah, but you know what? I did like that little segment. As, as, as much as you know, we do complain about that whole thing of why did all of a sudden Titus get um, the uh, opportunity to get uh, to, to to wrestle for the U.S. title? That was a good spot. I like yeah. that spot. But at the same time, just like what we said, you know. How did he ended up getting being number one contender when he hasn't even wrestled in how long since his suspension? He, he hasn't. I think he wrestled once after after his. Yeah. Really? I'd, but he was not in no. He wasn't in uh, any story. So he wrestled once and then he was off for a while. Really? And then yeah, I think it was one time. Huh. And then uh, now he just reappears after uh, Rusev wins the title and they put him in this story. Huh? 
I gotta look that up because I don't remember him even stepping in the ring, you know. Yeah. But then again, like I said, I did like that segment. I thought it was a good segment leading in, into uh, this Sunday. But again, it's it's you know the video package that they're gonna do for this. It's gonna be boring. You know, the only good yeah. thing they're gonna have is just when Rusev, you know, attacked him from behind. That's it. You know. So again, we'll give our predictions at the end of the show. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It was that segment. I, I dig the others. I didn't. Yeah. So I don't know if it made up for it or not. So. <laughs> wow. The next segment we have the Ambrose oh, Asylum. Jesus. Wasn't this show canceled? <laughs> We're supposed to forget that this show was canceled. Yeah, that- that's pretty. Along with everything else too. Yeah. You know that Shane won and. It's uh, <laughs> ridiculous. Ridiculous, man. This show was canceled. And on top of that, okay, it was the heavyweight title again. And you heard me complain about this last week. Nothing happened except for making Ambrose look strong. What? Yeah, that was um, crazy. It, he just pretty much took out the heavyweight champion and the number one contender. He took them out and he stood tall. Yeah, that um, was insane. Isn't he in the Money in the Bank Battle Royal? Or, I'm, I'm sorry, Money in the Bank uh, Briefcase? I mean, come on. Seriously? Keep him off it. I mean, I get why they did it. It's because two things. The whole Shield thing. Yep. And to make everybody think that he is going to win that Money in the Bank Battle Royal. You know? And then again, what when we go over our predictions, I got one major one, too. And regardless, uh, in regards to that, so... But for me, stupid segment. Didn't like it. Wish it I didn't mean, happen. I mean, for me, I like Rollins. Rollins carried that whole interview. He did. He did. He, and uh, I started to believe him when he was talking about all the good times they had. <laughs> and then he got me when he's like, and the best time was when I hit you in the yeah. back with a chair. Now, I forgot how bad Roman Reigns sold that chair hit. Yeah. That was horrible. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> he just, like, slow motion yeah. and just uh, <laughs> fell down. And I'm just like, dude, mm-hmm. dude, you, you didn't get hit in the head. You took it to the back. But, yeah, I, no, you're right, though. I mean, uh, Rollins did carry that whole segment pretty much. But um, to me, it's like I said, I mean, oh, my God, none of them look strong at all. They, to me, in my opinion, they both look weak, you know, to make Ambrose yep. look strong in that segment. Is that what it was? I mean, come on. Didn't like it, man. Didn't like it. There was a lot of things wrong with it. And yet, Roman has not wrestled since the last pay-per-view, and neither oh. has Rollins since the and last where, pay-per-view. Where are the Usos? You know, exact, yeah. Where are they? Bloodline. <laughs> yeah, Bloodline went kaput. They split up. Oh, man. And then we have Stephanie announces... Ambrose versus Y2J. They never fought on Raw. I know, right? Yeah. Oh! So we have to watch it. <laughs> they fought on SmackDown just the other day. Yeah. <laughs> oh these, these repeat matches, you know, this is, and this is the thing that I'm glad about this brand split. You know what I'm saying? Because at least we ain't going to see the same crap wrestling uh-huh. two times in one week, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that was insane. Wow. Another it, bad raw. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then we have Charlotte versus my girl, Paige, with Becky and Natalia on commentary. And 
they also announced now that you're going to have Becky and Natalia versus Charlotte and Dana Brooke at yeah. Money in the Bank in a tag match. So now, what do you think of this match? So stupid. <laughs> so stupid because, first of all, why is Charlotte trying to do Ric Flair's flip on the turnbuckle? And now, did you see how she fell? The one part? That part yeah. was cool, though. That part yeah, was cool. Was. She got hit, and then she went, and then boom, uh, like how Flair used to do it. I thought that was cool. Be yourself. True, true, yourself. but she is still a Flair. That's true. <laughs> She's going to do it with Flair, I it's, guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was this, okay. It wasn't that bad, I guess, but, I mean, the you, whole you, Dana Brooke thing. You have Paige win? Yeah, and then have Paige win on top of that. You know, it's like, I mean, I know why they did it is because they are trying to build tension between... You know Dana Brooke and and Charlotte, you know for a later something later on. But then again, we had this discussion a, a long time ago about you know what I think it's time to introduce a women's IC belt or maybe a women's tag belt. You know what I'm saying? Because where's uh, Sasha Banks? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where's the other divas at? You know, it's lately the past three to four weeks. It's been focusing on Charlotte, you know, Dana Brooke, Natalie, and Becky Lynch. And, like, why are you causing tension already? They just got together. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I think it's it's because they, you know, Vince is on that high horse of pushing somebody he really likes, and he really likes Dana Brooke, you know? So we'll see. We'll see how that happens. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Paige ended up winning, and um, it was... That was that was that match was just weird to me. It was a good match. It was just weird. Yeah. It was just yeah. very weird. Very, very weird. weird. Yeah. So. Um, Cesaro backstage with Renee Young. Bad promo. Sami <laughs> Zayn interrupts. This was. Horrible. Now, why would he interrupt? Isn't he a baby face? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was trying come to come on. off as not heelish, but he was trying to say, "Yeah, well, I, I I'm part of the match, so I thought we'd do it together." Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like, what are you a baby now? No fair. <laughs> no fair. I wanted to be interviewed too. It's like, come on, dude. Come on. I'm starting to get annoyed with Sami Zayn. Don't get on my bad list. Yep. Don't get on yeah, my bad man. list. <laughs> Good then we have uh, Charlotte talking down to Dana Brooke backstage. Yes. We have some work to do before Sunday. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I think, you know what, being that that's going to be a tag, but you know what? I'm, no, I'm not. That's right. We got predictions later on, so I'll, I'll talk about that more in depth during our predictions. Yeah. So, um, Shane and Kane were interrupted by Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. who was looking for Stephanie, and he tells Shane, oh, Alberto Del Rio is late. That's unprofessional. He should be taken out of the <laughs> money in the bank match. And uh, Alberto Del Rio is upset because Kevin Owens caused them to be late. <laughs> now, Tony, <laughs> I was doing my detective work. Uh-huh. Alberto Del Rio was on the stage when they did the In Memory of the People for Orlando. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta know that. Yeah. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta know that. Yeah, they, they really, really messed up on that one. I was gonna say something funny. You <laughs> beat me to it, but. <laughs> That was way too funny. I mean, they could have said, like, pre-recorded or something, but yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't have worked. I don't think it would have worked. <laughs> or, or even if the announcer said, you know, uh, look what happened. You got, you got to see what happened this morning or this afternoon before the show. You know what I'm saying? It, that could have been right to do. 
But you're right. Alberto was right there standing. <laughs> and then for them to do that, I was like, oh, my God. But I think that little skit right there, I thought it was pretty good. That was a good skit. Yeah. And then Kane uh, actually booked a cool stipulation. <laughs> he, he did. The Lucha Dragons versus Kevin Owens yeah. and Alberto Rio. Um, if you win, you're in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Yeah. That was pretty cool. That was. and But, I mean, the only problem I have with that is that, I mean, Kalista, you know, yeah. and Sin Cara. It's like, you know they're not going to win. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to put them two in the Money in yeah. the Bank. They're not. They're just not. You know, are you kidding yeah. me? People will riot if Kevin Owens is in this you know, Money in the Bank. Are you kidding yeah. me? Good match, though. Yeah, it, it, was. it was a good match, but they, I, I kind of knew they wasn't going to win, you know? Yep. And the Lucha Dragons, man, don't split them, man. They are a great tag team. They are. Together keep, they are. Yeah. You're keep right. Keep them as a team. Keep them, yeah, absolutely. Keep them as a team and I, you know, at least let them have a run at the tag belts. Yeah. You know? They did that yeah. in NXT. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Why are you not, you know, giving them a break, uh, a break now? Well, you know how they do it, man. You do good in NXT. You suck in the <laughs> WWE. That's true. Yeah. And then oh, we yeah. have um, Sami Zayn versus Cesaro. Now. I'm going to tell you now. <laughs> I started watching this match and I was like, oh, okay, here we go. The typical Sami Zayn match. Mm-hmm. This was Sami Zayn's best match on Raw. Yes, it was. Yes, it so was. So good. The end you're talking oh, about? The sunset flip powerbomb. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> that was impressive. My only, and, and I'm not trying to be picky, uh-huh. is the celebration he did when he yes. once he did it. Granted, that's a hype move, and that was a very impressive move, a little bit of a scary move, uh-huh. but he celebrated it immaturely, in my opinion. Once he did it, stay with it. Don't go, yeah, 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 oh yeah, let me hook the leg. No, <laughs> just go right with it, man. You just knocked out probably one of the best moves I've ever seen. Yep. Go right for the pin. One, two, three. Oh my God, it was a shot. You know what I'm saying? Yep. He took that away by just those Two seconds of him celebrating. Yeah. Just me being picky, you know. Yeah. But very impressive. Love that match. Yeah, match of so the night. Good. I'm, I'm. Yeah, I go with you know. So, uh, so but I'm, a little bit with Cesaro, I'm getting a little annoyed with the uppercuts. <laughs> <laughs> like I like him when he does them out of nowhere. But now, yes. it's like that that uppercut train. Yeah, uh, going back and that. forth, back and forth. Yeah. It's, He's, he should be uh, Mr. Repeat Cesaro because you're right. He does that all the time. He goes goes to the turnbuckle uppercut, turnbuckle uppercut, turnbuckle uppercut. And then when he does the airplane spin, he does it for like five minutes. Dude, no. Stop. It's funny the first 200 times, but not no more. Not no more. It's dumb. It's Enough. over. Yeah, but I mean, it's again, like I said it last week too. Cesaro is missing one thing. Don't know what it is, though. If somebody can out there that can help me and know what it is, please comment. Because I don't know. I really don't. He is missing something. I just don't know what it is. And to me, you're right. Those uppercuts stop. You found one thing, and then now you're going to keep going with it? Because somebody liked it or something? I don't know. But but either way, it was a good match. I liked, yeah. I liked it. I dug it. I dug the ending. Just yeah. that one little thing, but that's it. You know, just like I said, just me being picky. Yep, and then we have AJ Styles and John Cena's contract signing. <laughs> um, two contracts. Yeah, that was odd. 
AJ versus John Cena or AJ with the club versus John Cena? Uh, I don't know. Uh, that was a, a weird segment for me. Very weird. Um, obviously, you know, um, AJ signed the one without the club. He signed that contract, and, and then that was pretty much it. Yeah. You know, it was um, like, yeah. Cena said the corniest line I've ever heard in my life. He said, your club doesn't have bullets. It just has bull. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, yeah, looks like he's digging a little deep. Uh-huh. <laughs> Way to go, Cena. <laughs> and did you notice there was a little uh, uh, shot at CM Punk? I don't know if it... Uh, really? Everybody, yeah, he said, uh, indie wrestlers who cry about getting what they deserve. And, uh, <laughs> and he's like, and you get your opportunity. Right now, AJ, this is your opportunity. Don't be like those other guys. Oh. So I feel like that was a little bit yeah, of a shot it, at CM Punk. No indie wrestler. Yeah. So. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, Miz had a promo. Yeah. I don't care. Uh, on location crap. It's, like, it's not even. Forget no. him. <laughs> no. Like, why are you not defending the title yeah. at Money in the Bank? Exactly. The, exactly. The uh, money in the bank that's like WrestleMania. Like, you're hyping it up for this. And you exactly. don't give them an Intercontinental title match. It's ridiculous. I still say it's ridiculous, but. And then our main event Dean Ambrose versus Chris Jericho. <sighs> um, Jericho finally hit the Lion Soul. He finally hit. <laughs> that's the first Lion time. Hit yeah. Since WrestleMania. Yep. <laughs> really? That long? Yeah, he has that Holy cow. Unbelievable. However, Ambrose wins. Yeah. And but Jericho stands tall as he ends up climbing up the ladder yeah. and pulling down the briefcase. Now the best part about him pulling down this briefcase, I took a picture of that. And I took that picture and I put it on the honey I shrunk the kids Cheerio, where Rick Moranis is putting the Cheerios in his mouth. And I tweeted it out there on our uh, Twitter page. And Chris Jericho himself retweeted it along with 13 other people. <laughs> I was so excited when I saw Chris Jericho. I am Jericho. I was like, what? Did he just he just retweeted? So I was just like, I love Chris Jericho. I, love <laughs> I saw that picture that was pretty funny, though. <laughs> oh, man. That was that hysterical. Wraps raw, man. That wraps up that Raw, man. That wraps up Raw. All right. Now it is time for... Rick Serrano III's Wrestling Joke of the Week. Take it away. Welcome back to Rick Serrano's Wrestling Joke of the Week. Today's joke is, what's the difference between Triple H and a speed bump? No idea. A speed bump doesn't complain when you go over it. (laughs) 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 Joe missed out on that one. That was a funny one. I like that one. (laughs) <laughs> well, if you have a wrestling joke and you would like to send it in, send it in to our Wrestling POV Podcast Facebook page or at Twitter at Wrestling POV or at Instagram at Wrestling POV1 using the hashtag WPOV Jokes. We are waiting, people. Send them on in. That's right. That's all you got to do. Just send them in. Just send them in, man. All right. So now we're going to go really quick with the Money in the Bank predictions. So, yes. now, the first match, uh, Baron Corbin versus Dolph Ziggler. No. Yeah. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> um, I, I'm going with Baron Corbin. They, and, and, yeah. and stop with this. Enough. I'm yeah, done. It's over. I'm done. Is that who you're, you're going for, Baron Corbin? Really? 
Yeah, I'm done. Ooh. Uh oh. That's uh, that's news in itself. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, so now we got um Apollo Cruz versus Sheamus. I'm going with Apollo Cruz. Um, I really am. You can't he can't lose. No, not right now. He he's not he's not getting pushed too good. It's, it doesn't look good for Apollo. He he needs this win. He's got to win. So I'm going with Apollo Cruz. I want to say Apollo Cruz, but Ooh. I'm going to go with Sheamus. I think really? uh, Sheamus gets the win, and it makes it into a bigger program for the two of them, where right. Apollo Cruz will eventually go over. I think Sheamus, though, beats the snot out of him. Wow. So you're going with Sheamus, huh? Yes, sir. All righty. So now we got the women's Charlotte and Dana Brooke versus Natalia and Becky Lynch. Um, I'm going to go with Natalia and Becky Lynch. I think something's going to happen between wow. Dana Brooke and Charlotte as much as I want them to win. But I think that something's going to happen between those two to cost them the match. And then it's going to probably lead into their little feud. Yeah, I agree. So. I, I think um, Natalia and Becky go over. They win by <laughs> schoolboy Sasha Banks. Oh, no. <laughs> Sasha Banks is going to come out and distract Charlotte. And oh, good to in the match. Oh, so is that your major prediction for the whole pay per view? Uh, no. <laughs> no, you I got another one. one. Oh, okay. All right. One. All right. All right. So now, up next, we have the dub for the WWE US Championship Rusev, the champion, versus Titus O'Neil. Obviously, Rusev is going to win. <laughs> yeah. I don't no see. Way. There's no way Titus is going to. I mean, if he wins, it's going to be a huge upset to yeah. me. But he's not. So, yeah. <laughs> so Rusev, you got Rusev too. Yes. Sir. Okay. So now WWE Tag Team Title, New Day, the Champs versus Enzo and Kaz versus the Vaude Villains versus the Club. I see new champs. I'm going with the Club. You cannot make these guys lose. You can't. They got to be dominant. You can when you have the menliest men <laughs> in the ring. I'm going with the Vaude What? The Vaude Are you serious? They are the manly wow. in that match. Huge upset here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with the club, Eddie. It's like I said, you can't make them lose. There's yeah. no way. No way. I mean, if New Day wins, they're pinning one of the Vaude villains. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we're going to go Money in the Bank ladder match. Sami Zayn, Cesaro, Chris Jericho, Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens, and Alberto Del Rio. I am lost on this one, to be honest with you, because of what happened in that segment on Raw at the uh, um, uh, Ambrose Asylum. Now, with that being said, I am going with Kevin Owens. Wow. <laughs> Fooled you on that one, huh? But, I, but the weird thing is, I have a prediction on the main event, and it just, I don't see Dean winning this. I see Kevin Owens winning it, absolutely. Maybe Sami Zayn, a close second. But wow. I do not see Dean winning this. I, 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 I don't know. But watching the Asane, uh, Asane Asylum, uh, Ambrose Asylum, I don't know. I have a prediction, which will make me sound like a little bit of a hypocrite because I'm picking Kevin Owens. But Kevin Owens is my pick. That's it. Right. Kevin Owens is my pick. Who are you picking? I'm picking, I want to pick Chris Jericho, my new favorite wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to go with Dean. I mean, first of all, Dean Ambrose looked Jack on the Ambrose Asylum. Yeah, he did. He, he did. Really I think big. he put on an extra shirt. <laughs> <laughs> or a tighter shirt. Or a tighter shirt, yeah. His little cousin shirt. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I'm going to go with Dean Ambrose. Really? And 
my prediction is also for the main event. Oh, okay. All right. So maybe it might be the same. Might be the same. Yeah. So all right. So now AJ Styles versus John Cena. I see AJ winning this. You uh-huh. cannot have Cena. Come on, man. No, you can't. Or else they're gonna call AJ the losers of the pay per views. He has yeah. not won any. Ma- it's enough. Done. You want to push him right now? This is where it starts. My pick is AJ. Now I want to pick AJ. I want AJ to win, but the problem with that is this is the formula for the burial from yeah. John Cena. When you beat him one time, he beats you five times in a row. Yeah. So yep. I want AJ to win, but I want the curse to be broken because Kevin uh, always beat John Cena. That's right. And then he got destroyed. Bray Wyatt beat John Cena, yep. and look what happened to Bray. So that is true. That is I'm true. I'm going with AJ. But I'm scared. So am I. Uh, and, and I'm with you with that. So, All right. So now the so-called main event is for, <laughs> <laughs> for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Roman Reigns, the champion, versus Seth Rollins. I'm going with Roman on this one. And uh, that's that. Uh, my major prediction. You know what? No. Go ahead. You tell me who you pick. And you tell me your prediction. And then it might be the same as mine. I'm going... You know what? All this time, I didn't think of who I thought was going to win. So, <laughs> I honestly think Seth Rollins is going to win. Wow. And I believe as the match starts, you're going to hear Dean Ambrose's music hit, and we're going to have a Shield triple threat triple match threat. for yeah. the title. Yeah. And, and, and I agree with you on that, and that was my prediction too. Um, and, it was, and it wasn't going to be after the match. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be before the match even starts because of the comment that he made on Raw, which was, when I win that Money in the Bank, I will be in that match. He's a babyface. You cannot make a babyface a liar. That's if he wins. You know what I'm saying? If he wins that Money in the Bank briefcase, guaranteed he's going to be in that match. Okay? Your prediction is the same as mine, and because that's what I was going to say, too. But... And, and it's like I said, I, it has to happen because you can't make it from a heel. If a heel says that, they'll tease yeah. it. They'll tease it. You know, he'll come out there probably like in the middle of the match or maybe at the end and he'll tease it. No, 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 no. Taking my briefcase back. Never mind. But you got Dean, who's a baby face. You can't make him a liar. He's yeah. a baby face. And when he said that, you can guarantee he's going to be in that match before it even starts. So, but again, that's if he wins. That's if he wins. Uh, who so, do you think is going to win the match? If all three of them? Yeah. If all three of them, I still I still go with Roman. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I just still go with Roman. Who you got? If, if right. With that prediction, who do you have? With all three of them, I say Seth Rollins. And I think... Still? Uh, yeah. And I wow. think Dean Ambrose, Dean Ambrose is gonna, and uh, uh, Roman Reigns are going to start a program, I think. You know, I, I was thinking... Um, was that there was going to be a double turn. For some reason, it just kind of looked that way. Yeah. But I, I don't see it, especially like it. Like I was going to use that as a prediction, as a double turn. But like I said, when I saw that on Raw, I was like, mm, I, don't, I don't see it. I see a, a Shield triple threat reunion match when he said that. But um, I was thinking of a double turn, but that was it. No. So. All right. So that's our predictions. That was some good. That's some good picks that we did. That was some yeah. really good picks. So, all right. So let's bring in Miguel Cole. Let's see what he's up to. Mr. Tony, I'm here. Hey, Miguel. So what do you got for us this week? Well, 
I did a, an episode of Cold Street Corner at Central Park. Nice. And it's on YouTube now. Check it out, people. Oh, my goodness. Wrestling POV Podcast. It was so good. <laughs> the game we played, it was called Wrestling Finisher or Movie Title. And you had a guess. Is it a wrestling finisher or is it a movie title? It was so good. We did it twice. It was nice. so nice. Oh, my goodness. Nice. And then on Sunday, we're going to have this SmackDown Breakdown. Awesome. Also on YouTube, our Wrestling POV Podcast. It's right before the pay-per-view. You got to check it out so you know what's going to happen. That's oh, right. my goodness. <laughs> oh, Miguel, don't forget. Tell them about your training. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Oh, my goodness. Did you guys, did you, Mr. Tony, did you see my yoga training? I saw, and uh, you got stuck there, Miguel. Yes, Mr. Tony, it's been so long since i see my toes. <laughs> well, I'm sure Rick is going to keep training you this week, so that'll be good to see. Yeah, um, Miguel, I want you to know the next um, training will be on Monday. We're going to put a video up on Facebook of our training. It's the next step. So your first step was flexibility. Your next step? Is speed. <laughs> oh my goodness, speed. Oh, Mr. Tony, am I going to be chasing chickens or something? You probably this is will. interesting. Oh my you, goodness, I better get, start doing some cardio. You got, oh yeah, but, and then Rick, make sure you play some Rocky music behind it. Get him motivated. <laughs> if he's going to be chasing oh, chickens. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> all right, Miguel, good talking with you and looking forward to seeing those videos. So, all right, I, that wraps up the show for today. Um, yes. Next week, the return of the Iceman JoJo. Um, that's all we got for today. Good show. I am your host, Tony Diaz, along with the third wheel, Rick Serrano, and our intern, Adios. <laughs> Love, peace, and hair grease. We will see you next week.